Welcome to a brand new four-part interview featuring my business partner, Jason Mattern. We go headfirst into building businesses and investing in real estate. Let's go. Welcome to the Russell Westcott Podcast, helping real estate investors like you acquire the inspiration, knowledge, and skills that you need to start, grow, and scale the real estate investing portfolio of your dreams. Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome back to the podcast. So I hope it got your attention. The concept and the title for this next four-part interview series that you're about to listen to obviously came from Rich Dad Poor Dad. So many of you probably are very familiar with the whole Rich Dad Poor Dad series. Tell you what, in most interviews people have out there, you know, most people attribute Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad Poor Dad and his series of Rich Dad Poor Dad books it's probably the place where they first got their start in real estate. And this is no different. This was very similar to my story. It was very similar to my guest story here as well, Jason Mattern. So we go head first into talking about some, some business concepts here. Now, the first thing I'm going to get into, a couple things. I'm going to set this up a little bit for you. This is broken into four-part interview series. Jason is not, this is not the first time that you probably would have heard Jason's voice on this podcast. You've heard many different episodes where Jason and I have gotten into a lot of the education, a lot of the details, a lot of the, you know, a lot of the how-tos, but this one's different. This four-part interview series is a different one than one you've heard before. This is one where Jason and I sat down on, out in his ranch, out uh, just outside of Sherwood Park. And the beautiful thing about that is it was a hot summer day. It was actually a couple summers ago now. It was a hot summer day, and I will not confirm nor deny if there were some adult beverages being poured at the same time. You may even hear the cracking of a few cans of beer. And yes, we do drink beer. So this one is one where we got a little bit more personal, if you will. We got a chance to really dive deep into a couple different topics. We got a little bit more of the context and the backstory behind some things, as opposed to just, you know, teaching and just sharing and just doing all the how-to stuff that we've done, which have been fantastic. But we get a little bit more into the personal side of things, which is what I really love to do, which has been one of my main intentions of wanting to do this podcast is, you know what, we can talk about the tactical, we can talk about the X's and O's, and we can talk about the strategy, and we could talk about all those kind of wonderful things, which are very, very important. Like, don't get me wrong, it is extremely important to know the X's and the O's and the tactics and the strategies and the step-by-step details. Extremely important. But I want to go a little deeper. I want to go with many of my guests. I want to take it a few steps deeper. I want to peel the onion back, if you will, a few more layers down. And I want to know the people. I want to know the reasons why behind this. I want to know the um, motivations. I want to know the thought process. I want to know the inspiration, the encouragement. What were the moments? How did this happen? And I want to just take it a little deeper level. And that's where Jason and I go in this episode. So one of the things you will find on this episode is, you know, we talk a lot about at the beginning, we talk about owning a portfolio free and clear, what that means, some of the strategy. This will not be a new concept if you've been following along on my podcast and you've been following along with a lot of my core teachings, following along on my YouTube channel. This will not be a new concept to you. But we talk about maybe a little bit more reasons why you want to have that. We talk about how to balance family requirements and building, how do you build a business all at the same time while 
building out a portfolio of property and having a family. We talk about some of the critical business lessons that Jason's dad had taught him, you know, many 30 plus years ago. We talk about some of new construction. Obviously, that's a passion of both of ours. We talk about some major business blunders and how do you always have a smile on your face when you're faced with some of those, you know, shitty situations out there. We talk about how to handle the pressure of not having a steady income. How do you handle that pressure? What it takes to succeed in real estate long term? How to have those tough conversations. So, you know, the conversations that, you know, I'm looking in a mirror as I'm saying this next thing, those conversations you just don't want to have, those extremely difficult conversations that you might disappoint some people or you might, you know, people might look badly upon you of you having that conversation with them. How do you hit those conversations head on, deal with it and move on. And then towards the end on episode four, Jason actually shares a couple wake up calls that he just recently had that just proves how short and how fragile life truly can be. Okay, gang, you guys are going to thoroughly enjoy this four-part interview. We go really deep. We peel the onion back many different layers. So make sure you stick around right through all four episodes because they all build one on top of the other. And then make sure you stick around right to the very end of episode number four. We'll have a special announcement for you at that time. Okay, everybody, with all that being said, let's please help welcome Mr. Jason Mattern. All right, welcome back, everybody. So first and foremost, everybody, let's listen. That is what peace and quiet sounds like. Uh, we're here with my good friend. I'm going to get right to it. So Jason Mattern, welcome. Good to, good see, to see you. Rusty. Holy moly. I'll tell you, if you ever get a chance to shake that hand, <laughs> it's a, that's an experience you'll never, ever forget. So we're, mm. we're out on Jason's... Um, the ranch, I guess you would call it, the farm. I guess all intents and purposes, sure. Yeah, how, how much, how much, how much yard, how much land do you have here, brother? We've got uh, just over four acres. Four so acres. We're just outside of Sherwood Park, about nine miles. So you wouldn't know where we're sitting here, but there's literally a million people on our doorstep, ten minutes that way. Yes, so pretty cool. So we're, uh, you know, what? Here's the cool thing: is we've had some really, really cool backdrops for what we've had for some of these interviews. We've been on the ocean. We've been in front of people's fireplaces. Uh, what I've really been wanting to do is create an atmosphere of where people feel really comfortable. This is home, this is family, and this is where you feel most comfortable. Some of the most important things in your life is home and family. Right? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, circling right, right back around, family's number one. Yeah. You know, and this is where it all happens. Uh, we all have business lives and we all do what we do, but we all get to... Uh, turn that tap off and come home. And at the end of the day, to me, anyhow, this is what matters. Not yeah. so much the assets or the, the physical things, but, mm -hmm. you know, the family, that yeah. love and uh, love being here, cherish being here. Well, I'll tell you what, we have so many places we can go. Jay, we could probably talk for weeks. And we have. And we have <laughs> talked for, for yeah. weeks on end. But what I wanted to do is I don't think enough people know who you are yet. And I, I'd like to change that a little bit is I think you need to get out there a little bit. But you're a very private guy, right, at the same time. I always start off with these interviews with a little bit of uh, background and context. And maybe you can just share with everybody watching where you're from and what led you to this path of real estate and, and maybe what, we've, uh, what you've accomplished so far. And I can fill in some of the gaps because we've been, geez, we've known each other for what? Probably 18, 20, yeah, 15 probably years. scraping 20 years. Yeah, even. getting yeah, close to it. Yeah. So I'm, uh, both of us have a history that 
coincides. Yeah. But I'd like to know, uh, maybe share with everyone where you where you started with okay. this. Okay. Well, getting right back to basics, I'm from a small town farming community, and that's where I grew up. And I think that's probably a lot of the values and a lot of the approach that I take on life today, you know, where it started. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but that being said, uh, back in the, uh, you know, mid to late 90s, there wasn't a lot of opportunity in those types of town. And, you know, uh, a lot of people were moving to the major centers to capture an opportunity. And uh, I did that. It wasn't uh, shortly after that, you know, to where I got involved in real estate. I did read, uh, there was one specific book that I read that kind of changed my mindset at a very high level of my outlook on life as far as planning for the future and money, financial related. At the end of the day, it boiled down to money, right? And creating what you want from it. So I got my real estate license shortly after that as a realtor. And that I, book was I, Rich Dad Poor Dad, wasn't that it? That book yeah. was Rich Dad Poor Dad. Yeah. I yeah. was not know if I was allowed to say oh, or not. I, but the, I'm sure Robert Kiyosaki, once he once he becomes part of this program too, we'll, we'll be okay with that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. But it was, uh, you know, just the basic concept of that book of showing you how to acquire assets, whether that be business or real estate. And, you know, I've moved on in both of those aspects with mm-hmm. business and real estate. And, you know, I guess... Fast forwarding today, that's kind of evolved around my three core values of time, family, freedom, and elaborating on those time. One thing my dad has always told me, time waits for no man and damn few women, (laughs) right? And just looking at it, it's the one commodity in life that we never get more of, right? And you never know when your clock's done and Mm -hmm. and it happens that quick. And the other two, family and freedom, is the businesses and the, the real estate create the freedom that I need to spend with my family as I wish. And it's that simple, right? Now, we, so you, you've obviously, you've built a portfolio of properties yourself. I like to consider you, you're not just a realtor. Some people say, well, he's a, he's a realtor. Not Jay's actually so much more. You actually know a lot more about real estate than I do and probably will ever do. You've You've done, you know, you've built properties, you've developed, you've multifamily, you've condo converted, you've done, I would call it almost the cycle. You've almost done all kinds of different, uh, all the different realms of real estate. So you're a very modest guy and and sharing that. So maybe just share a little bit of your background about how much type of real estate that you've done. And we don't have to share the exact numbers, if if you will, but, but just how much you've done and how many real estate investors you have helped out along the way. Okay. Uh, Fair enough. That's, you know, I guess... Just back it up and being a realtor, I didn't know where to start. And mm-hmm. a lot of the things that I've done, I guess, throughout the course of my career in real estate has been a lot of trial and error. You see people doing things, you investigate them, they look like a profitable venture. And not everything I've done has been profitable. I mean, mm-hmm. I've learned from the school of hard knocks, and but at the end of the day, it's made me who I am today from having that experience. But the experience, I guess, doing condo conversions, building new construction, you know, owning multifamily, owning suited properties, owning side-by-sides, just all of that has come full circle Mm -hmm. and actually created, you know, what it is today. And I'm very thankful for that because throughout like a condo conversion process, there's a lot to learn. You know, Mm -hmm. there's the managing of the corporation, the setting it up. I think that five-mile view of, you know, looking at it, not only from a real estate agent view, from a condo manager view, from a developer view, a builder view, you just kind of see the, as I say, the five-mile view of, you know, uh, maybe what works and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. And I've always chased what I'm comfortable with because, you know, any deal you get in front of you, you have to look, you have to analyze it. And I didn't know this up front. And anything I get into now and I'm looking at, 
One of the first things I look at is the time commitment to it and to make sure that it actually not only matches, but it's going to contribute to our lifestyle. And I guess being a real estate agent and helping a lot of investors along the way, we can only go so far as recommending information. And at the end of the day, the investors, it's, it's always their choice. It's our job to give them the information to make an informed decision. But I've seen a lot of I guess, fortunately, had the ability to see a lot of experience, not only my own, but to see that through other people and see people get caught up in an opportunity and they take the opportunity and maybe it wasn't the right thing because it didn't fit with their family or or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But I think today, looking at it, that's kind of what it's boiled down to yeah. is, is step number one. And I, I consider you... Well, A, I consider you a very good friend, but I also... If somebody doesn't know you as well as I do, I actually consider you much more than just a real estate agent. You're, you're actually almost an advisor. In, in certain respects, you actually, because some of the properties you've owned your, uh, owned yourself, many of the properties you own yourself, you actually have a hand in the, the design of some of them as well. Um, and you provide a lot more of guidance and not quite to the point of coaching, but you actually provide a, a really almost a hand-holding experience to a lot of people just to make sure it fits with their lifestyle because you've seen a lot of round pegs and square holes over the years. Yeah, and it seems to be a common thing. And I mean, let's face it, Russ, there's so, with the day of the internet and information, even 10 years ago, it didn't fly like it does now, but there's so much information out there. There's so much, you know, I'll call it fuzz of everyone, you know, having an opinion on it. And on that note, I think it's good to listen. It's always good to listen. I'm the Mm -hmm. quiet guy in the corner, always listening and maybe not saying too much at at first. And at the end of the day, you have to do what's best for you and your family not only time-wise, but to ensure we're getting these real estate assets for a reason. We need to make sure we get that reason someday, yeah. right? And you, um, now we're going to get there. One of, the, one of the threads of conversation we're going to have is you're probably one of the most detail-orientated person when it comes to the plan that you've put in place. And we're going to talk about the plan that you put in place. We won't share maybe the exact numbers, but you just have a, a, such a simple and pragmatic plan and you're just working daily to just get there. But just talking more about your story, and uh, sorry if this sounds like it's about me, but how did we meet, Jay? Tell us. Tell me the story about how we met, and what was your first? What was your first thoughts after when we first met way back when? Well, I know we were introduced through that organization, yeah. through Rich Dad Poor Dad, and this is going back again, yeah. back to two thousand one or two thousand two. I yeah, think. Yeah, I think one of those years. Somewhere's yeah. in there, and. You know what? I look at it now, Russ. My first impression, uh, you were organized. You were very detailed. You asked shitload more questions than anyone else that I'd talked to, but you come with an actual plan. And most people aren't like that. No disrespect intended, but most people are, I guess, just moving forward, maybe on advice or whatever. But you actually had a plan Mm -hmm. in place and you were here to accomplish it, right? And I think now looking back, you know, we were both new. We were both getting into it. But I feel over the years, we've actually had a chance to learn together too, which is good. We've had a lot of good experiences and bad experiences financially together, Mm -hmm. you know, in those same travels and it's all good. But I think just knowing you and your personality Mm -hmm. over the years and knowing what makes you tick, I think probably right back at you, you're probably one of the I've never seen anyone hold to a plan or a detail like Mm -hmm. you do. And I know your routine is very routine. You're Mm -hmm. very regimented with it. And, you know, it's, I wish I could be more like that. I'm I'm not, but it's something I admire about you anyways. 
Well, we both have made a few mistakes along the way and all those kind of wonderful things. So you've built a portfolio of real estate. You've helped out a lot of investors. You shared this number once of ballpark number of investor transactions you have helped with or been part of on, the, on that as well. Do you know? You remember that number you shared with me? Yeah, I'm right around uh, 2,200 2,200 transactions. 2,200 transactions. 2,200 transactions. Just a couple over, I believe. Yeah. yeah. So here's what you want to say is, guys, you know, if you want somebody to write an offer for you, you want somebody who's written 2,200 offers, you know, or whatever that number is, if maybe it was just on the, that you want somebody who's who's an expert at the transaction, yeah. right? And not only that, you actually own properties yourself, right? Yeah, absolutely. At the, the two, you know, again, right from my initial plan, uh, you know, worked hand in hand, uh, you know, a family and all that stuff has happened mm-hmm. after that. But yep. when I originally, I was a, a, a single guy when I originally got into the, the business and I don't think, and Russ, you know this about me, it's, I, I call it lead with trust. I don't think you can actually stand in front of someone and recommend something and actually give an opinion unless you've done it yourself. Yep. And I think, you know, working back the, a lot of the experience that I have done has made me better at maybe safeguarding some of those clients that are coming in front of us and yep. saying, ah, you know what, I've done that before. Let's look at structuring the offer or condition or term this way. Yep. And here's why. Yep. Because I've lost or gained as a result of that. And, and I've learned, right? Yep. And your attitude is truly, and I could say this from experience, your attitude is doing what's best for the person and not what's best for getting a deal, a transaction done. You right? have to. Yeah. You absolutely have to. And that's one thing I learned early on. And again, that's you know, I'll, I'll thank my dad for that because I grew up in a in an environment where my mom and dad were in small business all the time. And, you know, you always do what's best for the customer. If you do what's best for the customer, you know, the money always finds you as a result. And we stay true to that to this day. It's just uh, we keep waking up every day. And you know what? We get some shitty days. You wake up yep. and you have a crummy day sometimes. And sometimes that's probably an excuse just to shut her down early and come home and spend time with your family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and get a good rest. And the next day it starts all over again and you do it the best you can every day. Yeah. So along the way now, the primary context of this interview series is a lot around raising capital. And we're going to go a couple different directions here. But you have uh, worked with money partners mm-hmm. in the past. And here's the message is you actually don't have to have a lot of money partners. The thing is you actually have to have some really good relationships with your money partners. How many money partners have you worked with over the years? I would say six total. Six total, uh, yeah. And five of those have been on, uh, you know, shorter term investments, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be, I don't want to say flips, but they're flips like, you know, uh, developments or condo conversions, stuff like that. And uh, truthfully, we've got one money partner that we've had long term for long term holding assets. And I think if I can, it kind of boils down to the same philosophy with any business or, you know, uh, asset that you're going to acquire you have to make sure, for me anyhow, that that person has, pardon me, the same, you know, core values mm-hmm. in life. And that's what it boiled down to. And, you know, recognizing of what they want and how you can help them and vice versa. And the the two, it just becomes very easy. I've got, you know, the best partner, I think, as far as long-term assets that anyone could have. And I only have one. I you I don't, don't need I dozens. Don't, you don't need dozens. You know. I didn't. And you know what, Russ? It's it's not from trying. I sat uh, kneecap to kneecap with probably literally dozens of people mm-hmm. and just trying to find the fit and actually got to the point of even signing documents sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, very early on, I was just like, uh, this isn't for me. You know, yep. it just all of a sudden 
turned one-sided and uh, you know, it's got to be a win-win, right? So, so with that primarily one, one partner right now, you, you actually have a a portfolio between yourself and your wife and with that other person to really, once that portfolio is free and clear, you're going to be able to live off of that quite comfortably. Were you not? Yeah. And you had a plan and you said you you had a, a number that you shared with me, what you were trying to accomplish right from the beginning. You mind sharing that number? No, and, yeah. and we, we've, we've stayed true to that and backing up, I guess, just a couple steps to that is that's how this all started between the real estate and the businesses, right? I look at the real estate holdings and we've got, you know, some stocks and RSPs and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but we all know how they perform, at least for me anyhow, <laughs> right? But the real estate was the one thing that I knew and could understand and I could make sense of and I could see progression with it, right? And I was in control of it, yep. right? And it boiled down to actually knowing how much money, basically what we wanted, right, in life, right? And when we wanted it and how much money is it going to take to accomplish that? Yep. And basically just kind of reverse engineered. Net money, you know, was $40,000 a month passive income. Yep. And, uh, you know, we don't have that passive income yet, but we're getting awful close to where our portfolio of properties that we have, uh, you know, we're getting to the point of getting some clear titles here in the very near future. And mm-hmm. that's just going to accelerate it. But just keeping it simple on, on the flip side to that, the, you know, the cash flow side, everyone needs money to live, yep. right? And this is where the business and being a real estate agent come into it. I know, you know, from a household perspective and having fun bucks and all that sort of stuff, how much money we need to do. It's my goal to support that and my mission to support that. And also with business, it's also my mission to take excess capital and accelerate my mortgage principal reduction yep. as fast as I can. Yeah. And that's the where I'm at today is, you know, I'm not saying we're not adding to our portfolio. I'm, I'm more fussy with deals, mm-hmm. right? But the deals are still coming. We're still acquiring a building or two a year, but it's just getting to that point of getting these things paid for. Yep, slow and steady wins the race. Hey, 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 I sure hope you enjoyed this episode. The next segment in this interview series will be dropping shortly. Make sure you are subscribed to not miss a single episode. And remember, in every interaction you have with another person, always leave them feeling inspired, encouraged, and always come from a place of love. Bye for now, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Russell Westcott Podcast. Before you run off, could you do us one final favor? Wherever you're listening to this episode, we encourage you to leave a review, share with your friends, and subscribe so you can receive the latest episode to keep you feeling inspired and encouraged for the entire week. Visit www.russellwestcott.com for more information, support resources, and upcoming speaking engagements near you. Bye for now.